Greetings, adventurers, and welcome, welcome back to another episode of A Game Called Quest. We're so excited to have you with us this lovely Tuesday evening. I'm Rose, your friendly neighborhood game master slash guide, and I'll be taking you on today's whirlwind of wonders. Okay, yep, no announcements for today other than we're continuing to use the monster manifest, so keep an eye out for those really cool NPCs. That's it. We love you. Enjoy the game. Our story continues in the pitch darkness as we follow Zori into the dark cave, leaving her friends who are on their mission to save her and the pages of the guidebook by creating an alliance with the Solar One. Hopefully they'll be able to save her. But for now, in the darkness, we see what she does. So, nothing. When you say, hello, God, it's me, Zuri. Are you there? Um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. You hear a slight, you hear the creaking of a door, um, and then just the padding of uh, flake flat bottom shoes coming across the floor. Uh, you do hear the dragging of something metal along like stones, kind of. And then uh, you can feel somebody, you can't, it is pitch black, like complete darkness. You cannot see anything. Um, but you can feel somebody getting closer to you. Um, and then there's like a rustling and so they reach down and you feel somebody presses a pair of glasses onto your face. And when that happens, suddenly you can see the ground and floor and walls start to illuminate with these crystalline lights in different varying colors of green and purple. They kind of move across the floor like a vine growing at at record speed. You can watch as the light grows across the floor and up the wall and fills the entire space. And you are in a sort of dome-esque cavern, uh, mostly rocky with a couple of places with these uh, crystalline lights. And standing before you is this same woman that you remember from before. She is tall, she has a speckled complexion, she has this dark, intricately braided brown hair with streaks of gray in it. Um, She's dressed very simply in this sort of like simple green and purple robe uh, that's a little bit faded. But she has these metallic gold feathery wings that are just... She takes a deep breath and they unfold from behind her. And she's just kind of um, looking at you, looking you over. Um, And she doesn't say anything, but she's just studying you. What do you do? Like, as all of this is, like, unfolding, Zuri's mouth is, like, getting bigger and bigger and bigger because she doesn't know, like, how to take in everything that's happening. And she's, like, truly is just convinced that she's dead. And, um, yeah, I guess the angel wouldn't help with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not at all. Like, she sees the angel and it's just, like, confirmed that she's, like, definitely dead. So she's, like, looking at it and she's just, like, she, like, stares the being down for quite a while. And they're just, like, having this staring contest, basically. And, like, the wings unfold and she just goes, You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm okay. I'm okay to die now. I think I've seen everything I need to see in my life. 
this is amazing. Oh my God. And I'm just like saying all of this like flowery stuff. And like every now and then I'm throwing in that like, you know, it would be great if my friends also weren't dead, if I could like maybe trade my life for theirs, you know, something heroic like that. But you are so beautiful. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and like, she's like, I'll just close my eyes and let you kill me now, I guess. And then she just like closes her eyes and like sits back and gets all comfortable with a smile on her face. And she's just ready. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she takes her sword out of the hilt. It has its shining uh, silver sword aspect and then this like, actually this wooden but like intricately carved hilt that has these like different very intricate vines carved up along the hilt. She holds it for a second and then... Okay, so like when they pull out the sword and I like hear the sword yeah. breathing open, I'm like, no, wait, I was joking. I was just joking. I was trying to sound brave and cool. So you'd be like, wow, what a good individual. I guess I will let you go. Don't kill me. That's terrible. Well, she, she pauses for a second at your, at your, you know, lack of composure and then taps the sword on the ground and it transforms into a staff. Zuri's like... Just nothing, just like mouth is open. She's just incredibly confused at this point. I wasn't going to kill you. I was going to talk oh. to you. But I mean, I if you. I, I'm so glad much. to hear you value your life. I was a little bit concerned before. I just thought I would, like, you know, spice things up a little bit, start with a little icebreaker. You know, this, like, straight up angel is, like, staring me in the eyes. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm not an angel, dear. And she sort of starts, she starts to sort of walk the room. And you can't follow her all the way because you're still tied up. But as you do, you can see she's um, looking you up and down. Her eyes linger for a moment on your tattoo. Do you want to describe your tattoo for our listeners? So it's just like this, like, um, literally this lotus that is black. And it's like incredibly detailed like you can almost see the folds and the light hitting the flower petals and stuff but it's like kind of um covered in vines with like thorns and stuff and it's just like this uh black lotus but inside of this like ball of this like thorny vine okay yeah and uh does it grow past does the, do the vines go past your hand or are, is it just like a ball of thorns with this lotus in the middle of them yeah, it's a ball of, uh, like, the thorns with the lotus That's in the middle of awesome. it. That's awesome. I love that. So that it can be easily that. concealable. I'm so game for that. Yeah, so she's, uh, and and when you realize, oh my god, my hands are exposed, and you, at that moment, you also realize you don't have your weapons, and so she's walking around, and she says, don't worry, you're safe. Well, this is interesting, because I don't think that, like, really affects Zuri, right? Because Zuri doesn't even, like, she made the stories up, but it wouldn't affect her the same way that it would affect Elise. Yeah, no, I, I think um, it's honestly up to you. I mean, if you'd like to make a roll to see if that triggers something in, a, in Elise, you can. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. see that if she's staring at the Black Lotus, if um, if that makes Elise come yeah, out. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, let's say okay. uh, you're rolling. Uh, if you succeed, you are able to keep Elise down. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, if you succeed, Elise can come out like and be like in control for a minute because we've okay. been rolling from the perspective of characters yeah. so yeah 
Okay, here we go. 19. Awesome, yeah. So, Elise, you can come out um, and take control of the scene. So she's like uh, staring down at the like, the lotus, and Zuri just says, "Did you did you undress me?" Um, and like, <laughs> I don't know if that's too inappropriate for the podcast. We'll see, we'll see. But like she, she but she's just like uh, like looking at the lotus, and she's like, "What?" And then like something in her, like her head's like starts like making this sharp noise. It's like almost like the what are those noises called? It's like very very high notes and shrilling. It's like a yeah. What is that called? Um, like a buzz, or like the like the sound of like a um a fluorescent light that is not working quite right. It's like a really annoying, loud, sharp noise that is like very high. I think and a buzz, like maybe. Ringing. It's yeah, like that panic like sound. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking like, about. It's like ringing in her ears, and she's like her head is hurting, and so she like just like starts like and like grunting and stuff, and then her head goes down, and then um, when she gets back up, her eyes seem more mm-hmm. bright, like they're even greener than before, and the red is like very noticeable, and she's just like immediately like looks at her shoulder and notices that the weapon is gone and just like looks directly at the at the being that's holding her captive that's looking at the lotus is just staring at her the four of you guys uh, are looking at your map and you realize that you've reached the place where the glowing circle is and you look up and you see a circus tent. It, it's if you haven't listened to the the <laughs> original episodes, which you guys have both said you haven't. Uh, that's a reference for my character, but I don't know that. Uh, you gonna make a roll? I sure. I'll make a. I'll make a thorn. Am make I, a memory it, check. Roll for memory. Roll for memory and high as I remember, right? Yeah. Oh, I got a fifteen. All right. You remember that you had a run in with a. With a circus person, and that—that's how you got—that's how you got the bird. Okay, so I do. Okay, so I just remember the basics. Okay. Yeah. Does Talon have any reaction? Yeah, I think Talon uh, kind of looks a little bit nervous and jump hops off of your shoulder and skitters back a little bit, ruffling her feathers. No, hey, 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 hey! Look, it, 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 this could be. Uh, not a big deal. Maybe, uh, Talon, come here. It's, uh, maybe it's a different circus. Just, tr- just trust me. Come here. I'll keep you safe. She flaps her wings, but just walks okay. on the ground. She doesn't fly. She, like, goes slowly and flaps her wings and fall. And, like, she she nestles, like, between your legs, and every time you take a step, she just, like, moves back to stay between them. <laughs> like a toddler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So th- uh, so this, I, I missed something. The circus tent is in front of the dungeon or we're just not even at the dungeon yet you see the circus tent that's what you see mm. dungeon can mean many things this is <laughs> quest not D, guys oh oh i'm having <laughs> i'm having a moment here things are starting to come together oh gosh and that's where we're gonna go to commercial to be featuring jay and butler's 
Monster Manifest. J.N. Butler is a neurodiverse, non-binary, genderqueer illustrator and TTRPG content creator. And they are the amazing person that brought you the NPCs that you have met so far in this arc and will continue to meet as we explore the rest of the Riftwood Village arc. The Monster Manifest is a perfect supplement to your quest game, whether or not you are trying to emulate or add content from another TTRPG or whether you're just new to gaming and you want ideas for cool NPCs. This is a really good supplement for you to use. I definitely had a awesome time just reading through the manual and also finding things that fit with the story that I wanted to tell was easy and fun and exciting. So you can access JN's work at jnbutler.art. Uh, you can also access the Monster Manifest by leaving a review or tweeting about a game called Quest. We've got 10 free Monster Manifests available for GCQ listeners. So tweet about how awesome the NPCs were in this arc uh, or uh, post about it on Facebook or Instagram or leave us a review on Podchaser or iTunes and give a good big shout out to the amazing artist J.N. Butler and uh, the first 10 people that do that will be getting access to the Monster Manifest. So once again, spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. J.N. Butler, thank you for collaborating with us and just being excited to share your work. Everyone go support J.N. They're a star. After a long journey, you've arrived in Arcanus, the worst place in the world. Here, you'll delve into unhallowed tombs and twisted forests. Maybe you'll even do some good, if you can live long enough. In Darkest Quest, you play as heroes in a terrifying world, fighting evil as it encroaches from all sides. GMJ is a professional game master who has been GMing for over 20 years. His players have dubbed his games Roleplay Heavy with rich world building and delightful action and tension. Sign up to start playing at startplaying.games. Bigotry is not accepted at the table. A Game Called Quest is proud to be part of the Audible affiliate program. Audible is an amazing way to find and access tons of great books and stories. If you think about it, audiobooks were really the original podcasts. You can get a free one-month Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash a game called quest. That trial includes one token for a free audiobook. So we have left a list of fantasy books written by POC and LGBTQ plus authors that we recommend in the description box. Get the joy of listening to great fantasy stories without the frustration of having to wait for the next episode of the podcast. Try Audible. And let's jump back into the game. I'm having a moment here. Things are starting to come together. Oh gosh, guys. Um, yeah. I, I'm having a I'm having a memory. I'm having one of those. You know, I'm having a thorn memory, and yeah, I'm pretty sure these circus people like to kidnap people. I think they're not they're not good. Also, I'll say, based on your high roll, you would know that that memory, what happened right before before you switched into this body, was in these woods. It was in the Riftwood. Like, now thinking back on it, and it makes sense now why Talon was able to find you so easily. Uh, that was in these are woods. coming together. <laughs> Man, poor circus folk get a bad rap. 
So, what do we do? Uh, well, uh, we could just, uh, kick down the door and, uh, go get the people. I don't know. Um, Newt, what's your specialty? Are you, like, a, a wizard? I, <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I don't really, um, know magic that way. I, I can handle myself, but it's mostly, I, I mostly just take stuff or talk my way into places, and then if that goes wrong, uh, I have my, I mean, mom taught me how to fight, it, it, my sword doesn't fly around or anything cool like that, though. While they're talking, uh, Dr. Turtle has swooped Yasolga out from, from under his, his legs, so that Yasolga is now, like, riding on Dr. Turtle, and, um, has, has, like, entered the tent. Oh gosh. Well, uh, okay. All right. That's that works out because because uh, because yeah, Gray was very was kind of in his own world trying to trying to understand how we were going to kick down the door to a circus tent. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So you swoop through the doors and you see immediately you are. It's not at all what you were expecting. It is a room, a square shaped room though the tent was circular. And the walls are wooden planks put together. They're painted white. And uh, yeah, it's just a plain, empty white room. No no doors. Uh, as are, Is everybody going in? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we would have run in after them once we saw that they were doing something foolish. Yeah, I think... Uh, as the other two of you kind of run in through, you can see like the flap of the shadow of the closing curtain behind you, and then that shadow starts to expand across the floor. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hello? I have a circus act for you. I'm this dwarf's manager. What? Yasolga. Yasolga, do some magic. Yeah, Gray definitely starts to cast um, just like a little a little magic trick, like a little proof of sparks, but loses his balance on top of Dr. Turtle and just falls off. <laughs> um, as you do, you fall... Um, onto the ground in the area of the shadow and from the shadow this sort of like uh, gray smoke just starts to like up from where the shadow is and you jump up and scramble out of the way and the smoke sort of starts to fill the area where the shadow and you can see across the floor now the shadow is actually in the shape of uh, almost like a like a cat like shape and as the smoke begins to settle, you see lying in where the shadow had been a sphinx. It shakes its head and looks at you and says, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. And it licks its uh, lips. You here to audition, you say? Yes, this is Yasolga. And I am Manager Turtle. It smiles, and the other two 
Yes, we are all part of Yasolga's entourage. He's very famous, if you didn't know. Do I look like I follow the trends? Well... <laughs> and observing, <laughs> observing the Sphinx, you can see on its paw, it has a gold band around its paw. And it stands up and starts slinking around the room in a circle. And it goes, I'd be happy to let you in for a little show or a chance to strut your stuff. And it walks up around Yasolga and you can feel its fur dusting against your back and it takes a deep inhale. But I've been told that the toll is a riddle. Would you like to hear it? Uh, I mean, I'm not very good at trivia, but yeah, we can try it. Duels of good and evil. A fighter of good am I. Revealed beside watched words. King of the Black Knight Sky. Who am I? You're, you're a sphinx. Oh no. <laughs> covering my hand. <laughs> my hand is just aching. Dr. Turtle does that like should have had a V8, but with their flipper. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Yeah, we all did. It turns and starts circling the room, the gold band around its paw clinking softly against the ground. Nice jewelry you have on. Thank you. It's new. What's it for? It lowers its head and sort of nibbles at the band. (sighs) What it does for me remains to be seen. What it does for them reveals itself by the hour. And it's kind of just twisting its head, walking in a circle. Does anybody know the riddle answer? No clue. I mean, it sounds like maybe the like the moon or something like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be the or, obvious answer, but I'm not sure. Yeah. You can see its shadow cast across the floor as it um, circles you, and it continues to fluctuate and change shape. And I'm not good at these. I thought we were going to, like, kick down the tent flap or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for, too, Gray. I mean, um, we got to that part. It, I just, yeah, I thought this would be a lot more straightforward. Revealed beside watched words. What does that even mean? All right, so let me copy-paste this into Google. Uh, yeah, it's got to have a hidden meaning. I know what it is, but I don't understand it. Why, did you look it up? Yeah, of course I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) I was just joking. I was going to figure it out or give up and do something. Well, it doesn't make any sense. There are other ways out of this situation besides answering the riddle. Yeah, I I mean, we could just, like, pounce on the cat. We could could do any number of things. What do you guys think would be the most uh, interesting for this uh, podcast? I could try to clip its nails. (laughs) Sure. I feel like the mic is probably going to pick that up. Yeah, does anybody's class ability give them, like, a big water bottle or something? <laughs> um, I have uh, I have modulate, so I could make it feel super comfortable and, like, it's, um, it's 
in like a, a nice warm spot on a comfy rug. I can make it feel like it had catnip. Um, I've, I've, okay, so we, okay, we could attack it. We could, uh, just solve the riddle through cheating. <laughs> or I could try to out riddle it with my own riddle. <laughs> Ooh, do that, like do that. That sounds good. I mean, yeah, if you're going to give that. us that option, then we got to go. Sphinx we gotta Sphinx. Go. Okay, so the, the Sphinx is, is walking around us, and I you know I whisper, like, does anybody know? And, like, nobody's, like, like nobody knows. So I'm, like, okay, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, thinking, and I'm, and I touch my belt, and <laughs> this little smile comes over my face, and I say, hey, Sphinx. We don't we're, we're obviously not smart enough to guess your riddle, but what if what what if I gave you a riddle and if you can't answer it, you let us in. Uh it cocks its head to the side, lets out a little hiss. Honestly, that sounds like a nice change of pace. <laughs> Go on. All right. Here's my question to you. And I'll give you Three guesses, just for fun. What have I got in my pocket? I love that. And so, Rose, I'm leaving it up to you whether... I'm, I'm stealing... Obviously, I'm stealing from The Hobbit, so... <laughs> okay. Um, I... I love that. I think that that's great. Um, I think the Sphinx squints at you and says, How am I supposed to know that? That's why I gave you three guesses. It's a riddle, duh. Go ahead and make a roll, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to work out so bad. I'm trying to think if there's anything last thing I can say before I roll to make it better. It's Is not it possible for me to... Can I encourage um, our friend? Like, do we give... Ins- oh, hell yeah! We don't even need inspiration. <laughs> yeah! Baby, I, rolled, I, rolled, I rolled a natural 20. Natural, natural 20, 20, baby. Nat 20, baby. Oh, baby. All right. So the Sphinx looks at you. And then as far as the Sphinx can shrug, it shrugs its shoulders and goes, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> Do you have something you can use to take this off of me? And it holds up his paw with the gold ring. Well... That's the thing. And I pull out what I have in my pocket, and it's a little gold ring. And I say, I've been here before, and I've gotten someone out of here before. Let us help you, and we'll get you out. And because I've defeated your master before, I can defeat him again, especially with my friends. And with that, the Sphinx curls up in a circle, lies down, and the wall fades away into shadow revealing another room, a long hallway, also this white planked wood. um, And the four of you guys are beginning to walk down it. Wait, do we have to, we have to cut it off the the Sphinx first though, right? Oh, you're going to cut off the band or you're going to wait? Is there a a reason to wait? Ben? (sighs) Guys, if I remember right, uh, I didn't actually get the band off. I had to get. I had to defeat the the, the ringmaster and 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 get him to take it off. So I think we got to get the okay. key. I didn't. I don't have the key. I just. I know we can do it. We can do it, guys. Okay, doke. As you're walking down the hall, you see 
sitting crisscross applesauce a person. They are wearing acolytes robes. They are sitting completely still, staring straight ahead, unblinking, unmoving. Uh, if you look close at their eyes, you can see that their pupils have expanded all the way to the size of their entire eye, making their entire eye completely black. And they are holding in their hand a key made of black stone. Um, you, you know this guy? Do I? Uh, yes, you do. You recognize this person uh, as the they don't have their staff with them, but when they do, they are... Um, their name is Mariette Samsonite. They are known uh, for... They're like one of the musical um, people in the... In the um, commune or within the within the temple they are often known for they're often singing or playing an instrument uh, and you can see they've got like little tattoos on their arms in this like sort of green naturey ink of um, different instruments and those kinds of things they are humanoid uh, with with that same short haircut but they've got like streaks of green in their hair uh, and Yes, so yes, you do recognize them. They're known, they're, they're one of the chiller acolytes. Yeah, um, in that case, I'd probably run right up and just, it's like, hey, hey, hey uh, I brought some people to get you guys out of here. We got to go. Like, now I'm going to try to grab them and pull them upright. They are unresponsive. Go ahead and make a, do you have any way of investigating or would you like to just make a roll? Double check. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything that would help me right now. So go ahead and make a roll. Fifteen. That's a success. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, BB. So looking over, you can see that uh, unlike somebody usually who would be completely unmoving, they're not bound in any way. And this is probably why you didn't have any tools to like really look at this, is that it's not anything natural or technological uh, or even like basic magic like what you understand there this is just some kind of a hypnosis and they do have like I said this black key that they're holding in their hand uh, okay that's weird um, do they respond if I try to take the key from them they do not and as you are taking the key, though, in the distance, all four of you hear a voice singing. And it sounds something like this. I want you, the real you, and I can see right through you. And that's where we're going to end our episode. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this week's game of A Game Called Quest. We are so glad that you could join us this week. A Game Called Quest is an actual play audio drama of the tabletop role-playing game Quest. Do you think I've said the word quest enough today? This is a collaborative world-building and character and story-creating experience, which means myself, 
Rose, as well as Sean, my amazing co-editor, and my amazing players. We all work very hard together to create the story that you then get to enjoy. You can check out all of us and our social medias in the description box below. If you are interested in the Monster Manual, we are doing a giveaway right now. So make sure you shout out to us either through a review on Podchaser or iTunes or by letting us know that you love the pod on Twitter and what you loved about the Monster Manual and we can hook you up with a free copy of the Monster Manifest. That's all I've got for today. As always, thank you so much for adventuring with us and be sure to join us next time for... A Game Called Quest.